This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. You're listening to episode 31. I believe I can fly. Oh, I like this song. <laughs> I believe I can touch, touch the, the sky. sky. Actually, today we were singing that. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Macarios got his jetpack. Like, he got Sky from Paw Patrol for his birthday, oh, and he got a jetpack. That's why it was in our bedroom. So he put, a jet, he put Sky's jetpack on him, and then he was just singing a song. I was like, oh, hey, you got to listen to the Space Jam. <laughs> and then I showed it to him, and then we came downstairs and sung it for well, you. Well, that's so. how you raise your children right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So back to it. Episode 31, welcome of the In-Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Well, today we're going to be talking about how to raise kids. Cue the dramatic music. Who changed the world. Da, da, da. <laughs> well, our prayer, even as we were preparing for this podcast mm-hmm. and just talking about actually for quite a while, few, or probably a few months now, talking about getting to this episode yes. and wanting to talk about it. Really, our prayer is that our kids would uh, have a greater impact in this world and in other people's lives than we would ever that, mm-hmm. th- than any impact that we could ever have. Completely. And we're not just talking about in Nashville. We're not just talking about in their school, but obviously that as well, but even more on a global aspect. Precisely. I mean, isn't this a prayer and hope for every parent that as much as we want to do great things uh, and great things for God, for mm-hmm. us, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I'd love to see our kids do even greater things. Yes. And we always talk to our kids as well is um, you're not going to be able to really change something unless you realize first that there is an issue or there is a problem. So that's the first step as well is to realize maybe there's a problem or maybe there's something that's happening that doesn't necessarily have to be that way, even though society is saying, yeah, this is the way it should be. So if it's wrong, having the courage and being able to even the information and the knowledge to be able to speak up and hopefully change that for the better. Yeah. So that's the topic of today's episode, how to raise kids who change the world. But before we get into into the content of this episode. Christina, why don't you read a recent review that came in uh, for our podcast? So this is from Michelle in Nash. I'm guessing she's from Nashville. Hi, Michelle. Um, Her title is Authentic and Life-Giving. Five stars. Thank you, girl. Uh, She says this podcast is authentic, life-giving, practical, honest, and also a lot of fun. The M's are real and down to earth and somehow make you feel like you are sitting over a cup of coffee. As a mom, wife, and a marriage and family therapist, I'm a big fan. The normalized family, career, friendship, and marital struggles while providing down-to-earth insights and wisdom alongside their real-life examples. At the end of each episode, you feel equipped and encouraged. Plus, they make you laugh along the way. These days, it is hard to find life-giving content to consume that helps you grow, encourages healthy change, and makes you laugh. This podcast somehow does it all. Wow. You know, when I heard that she was a marriage and family therapist, I was like, oh. <laughs> now you have obviously, everything wrong. <laughs> exactly. Now, you obviously have a counseling background, and know. we don't ever pose ourselves as experts. No, we don't. This is something where we're just having fun yes. talking about 
topics that we would have uh, that we would honestly talk about around our dinner table mm-hmm. with our friends and family that yes, would come over. And I feel like we're always listening to other people's podcasts and we're also um, reading all these different books. And so I feel as though our podcast is also, you know, if you don't have time to read a hundred books on how to change, how to raise your kids to change the world. Well, we've taken that time to research and we are t- trying to give you sort of the Coles notes of here's what's out there. Here's how we process it and digest it and here are you know five ways that you could incorporate this into your family yeah so thanks michelle and nash for leaving that rating and review if you haven't yet done so just it'll take less than a minute if you grab your phone just go to apple podcasts or if you're on your computer you could go to itunes and just leave a quick rating and review telling us about your thoughts on the podcast maybe even questions that you might have because honestly when i'm checking out new podcasts the first thing that i do is i read the reviews exactly even before i I press play and listen to it myself. Exactly. I was actually speaking of that, listening to another podcast where they're talking about how we as um, consumers don't necessarily trust the big marketers saying like, well, this is the next big product that you need to get, blah, 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 blah. It's uh, we're like, oh, maybe that's piques our interest. But then we actually go in and read all of the reviews from, you know, quote unquote, normal people just like us and see, okay, this is actually the honesty and the and the recommendation that comes from a real person not trying to sell us anything. But that is truth. And it's not paid like someone's not paid to say that. Yeah, exactly. Now, Christina, there's a phrase that you love to say, there's always room at God's table. Mm -hmm. I know you've kind of been thinking about that. Why don't you kind of unpack that for us as we get into the content for this episode. There's been probably a few things, obviously in the news that has been happening, but even in our own lives, that has made me um, really passionate about teaching our kids and helping them realize that even though society may try to say, especially news, try to say, there is not enough room. There's not enough room for white police officers and black people to get along, which is completely not true. And then society's telling us there's not enough room. And this is actually something that broke my heart that I heard uh, from one of my friends is she's black. Her family's from Africa and uh, they moved into a new neighborhood and her son was playing with all of the other kids who were predominantly white in the cul-de-sac. And this guy who was, guess, was walking his dog came up to them and said, you know what? Um, Whites and blacks are not supposed to mix. Wow. I mean, it was heartbreaking. I could not, I was floored, like in tears as she is telling me this and that her son is scared to go outside and to play with his white friends because some other random stranger might come and say something. Like he was just heartbroken to hear this. And his mom had to basically say, you know what? This is kind of how society is. I am so sorry that you are going to have to face this. This is not going to be the first time. This is not going to be the last time. And so even though society is saying maybe there's not enough room for um, different colored people, doesn't matter if you're black or white or purple, there's not enough room to be together. And then you hear other things like there's not enough room for immigrants and non-immigrants to to be together, which is I mean, I feel it too. We're actually immigrants in this country mm-hmm. and I feel it. I feel sometimes that um, like if I'm going to the DMV or I'm going somewhere else where it's like they're asking all these questions after questions after questions where I know at least in Canada, I wouldn't have to face those questions. Right. So it's one of those things that you always feel like a little bit on the outside and 
I'm not wanting our kids to, to portray that. Yeah. And so just thinking, hey, there's always room around God's table. Even if you don't feel that. like you have room right now to be where you're at, whether it's your work or your school, you always feel excluded. God will never exclude you. And we are made in his image. So no matter if you feel like an outsider right now, there is always room with him. Yeah. So there are definitely blatant racism. There is blatant racism going around all around this world Mm -hmm. and at our front door. But there's also ignorant racism as well. Completely. An example of this is we were at a restaurant with a Japanese family who were really, really close to us. And we were just waiting for a table. And a lady comes up to me and says, oh, hey, that's so nice to see your kind together. I'm like, (laughs) Do you, do you get together often? Yeah. I was like, pardon me? And she's like, yeah, like, it's so nice to see you guys together. I'm like, yeah, we're friends. We're neighbors. And she's like, oh, that's so great. That's so, so great. I'm, fa- I'm really glad you found each other. And then she goes on and says, you know, by the way, I just want to let you know uh, your eyes are beautiful. And I was like, thank you so much. And then she goes on to say, um, well, my daughter has eyes like you. And when the doctor saw her when she was born, the doctor said, oh, you know what? I can fix those eyes for you. Your daughter doesn't have to have those kind of eyes. And she said, no, 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 no. I think they're beautiful. So leave her eyes just the way they are. And I was like flabbergasted. But you know me. I'm trying to be very pleasant and very polite. And it did not look like she had an evil bone in her body at all. Like she was a sweet grandmother who just wants to like, you know, talk to everybody and make everybody feel welcome. She literally just had no idea what was coming out of her mouth was racist. Did we say bless your heart after that? Because no, that would have been the perfect we time should've. to ever say yes, it. Yes, I think we were probably, it's like our first or second year in Nashville. So we didn't <laughs> understand the underside tone of bless your heart where yeah. it's kind of like slap your face like you're so stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> like people in the South, that. I think they understand they that, that, that other yes. side. <laughs> so um, if I ever see her, again at a restaurant she comes up and and you know says something about my eyes or my friends trust me i will say bless your heart ma'am yeah (laughs) now we share these stories not to point fingers no uh, but to emphasize the fact that before any of our kids can become world changers they need to first love the world so how can we do that the rest of our podcast we're going to be talking about how to raise children who love the world and grow into world changers so let's start with the first one let's actually start simple because rome wasn't built in a day no it wasn't i don't even know how long it took but much much longer than even a year yeah (laughs) so the first thing that we want to say is listen and this is something that regardless of the ethnic makeup and breakdown of where you live right around your neighborhood or even in your uh, broader city or metroplex, listen to different stories, right? So audiobooks, podcasts, get your kids into different types of stories that tell other people's narratives. So we are loving uh, the story of the world audio series as well. I think it's people use it usually for a homeschooling curriculum, but it's four different volumes. There's a workbook, there's a book that you can read out loud, and there's audiobooks. And it basically tells for all these different civilizations and the history of the world from like ancient civilizations to, I believe, I don't know what the fourth volume is they were talking about. I think like World War One and Two. Oh, well, yeah. If you go to inbetween.org 
slash episode 31. Every resource, everything we mention in this podcast will be there. Plus uh, great images as well that you can share on social social media. So be sure to go there. So another series of stories that we are getting our kids to listen to is actually a podcast, and that's called Circle Round Podcast. Have you oh, listened to those that. at all? Yeah, they yeah, love Yeah, have that. you ever heard? We usually listen to them maybe one day during snack, and they are different fables and stories from different parts of the world, mm-hmm. and they actually have famous actors and actresses, they must have a huge budget, <laughs> to read the stories and to act them out. So it's very, very entertaining. They even have um, a website where you can go and print off like a colored picture for the kids to listen to and to color whatnot while they're going through it. And it's just been amazing to hear uh, the different histories and the different ways that uh, different cultures tell stories or I love even they had um, an explanation from a different country of why storms happen and Mm. why thunder happens. And it's just very entertaining and informative as well. Yeah, what's so neat about this and, and obviously you can read stories, you can listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks and and just get it for entertainment value. But I think as a parent, one of the things that you can do to take this to the next level is actually process it with your children. Even talking about the different narratives or different starting points that we all have, the assumptions that we have mm-hmm. in regards to how we view the world or how we tell stories, the way stories are told, the emphasis of stories in different cultures. I mean, I think the first time I was really, I, I came to notice that aspect of mm-hmm. it is, I forget what grade I was, but I was reading, I remember reading this story about the apartheid in South Africa. And the battle between the Afrikaans, the, mm. the, the, the South, you know, just just everyone in South Africa and how gruesome the apartheid was. But the thing about the book is it was telling it from um, the other point of view, right? Another oh, wow. point of view. Than, okay. Yeah. So so I mean, books like that, even the one, Christina, I know you were talking about Give Your Child the World by Jamie C. Martin. Yes. So that is like your encyclopedia. This is gold. So make sure to go to inbetween.org slash episode 31 to to get the link to this book. But she basically had the same kind of feeling of us like we want to be able to share different stories and get our kids culturally aware of what's happening in the world. So she wrote a book researching all these different kind of books from, you know, picture books to uh, kids books to teenager books that uh, and she broke them up into different kinds. So if you want to hear more stories um, from Africa, then you go to that chapter and she has just lists and little synopses of each book. It's a phenomenal resource. So definitely go pick that up if you're looking for actually a specific country or you're just kind of wanting to have that on your bookshelf or take it to the library with you as a resource. Mm -hmm. Now, the second idea or the second way to raise kids who change the world uh, is also another simple one. And it's to cook different food from around the world or to go to different ethnic restaurants. Mm -hmm. Our kids absolutely love doing this. First of all, they are so inspired by Master Chef Junior. And so they want to be in the kitchen helping us. And so we thought, hey, you know, this would be a great opportunity to teach them 
how to cook different food, like even from our culture. So Chinese food and Korean food and sort of that um, learning the different spices and how the different ingredients work together to create food that tastes like that culture. And then we thought, you know what, let's not stop there. We love butter chicken. We love Indian food. So let's try to make something from there. Or, you know, let's go Italian one night and figure out um, like, all the different spices and the different ingredients to to make it really feel authentic. Yeah, so that's definitely the first level. And if you want to take it to the next level, grab a map, right? Help them see where it is. Look look up something about the country as well while you're cooking or while you're at the restaurant. Intentionally learn together. Mm-hmm. And if you already know something about that country, then you can share that as well. Or if you've been there, share some stories from when before the kids. Completely. Right? Uh, times when you are there. Even, even today over dinner... Uh, I forget how we got to this question, but Victoria was saying that she'd love to go visit the Forbidden City. Yes, it's on her bucket list. Yeah, (laughs) and we told her, hey, actually, we went to the Forbidden City. Mm -hmm. We weren't even dating at the time, and that's kind of where Daddy knew that he loved Mama. Well, not loved, but really liked Mama. Yeah, whatever. Yes, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, the other thing. You can see me. I just tossed my hair. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing is, uh, I mean, here's another example, right? So we were this last week, Mm -hmm. I came back from Australia, I was there for work, and I got a pack of playing cards, right? Uh, It was actually like a, all the pictures on the playing cards were, it was a gift. Mm -hmm. And all the pictures of the playing cards were different Australian animals. Like a National Geographic kind of picture. Yeah, exactly. I think they, it was called like Animal Geographic, Australian Geographic, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, while we were waiting for our food, we grabbed the deck of cards and we played, what is that game we played? Um, War. War, right? And then you'd flip the card over and whoever won had to share, hey, this is my animal. And we started talking about all the animals while we were playing war, after war. And they're so different from they really are. North American animals. <laughs> like some of them are really like, whoa. <laughs> like, wow, God is very creative with that yes. one. <laughs> but in that way, it's just a fun way. It wasn't a sit down. Let's learn about Australia. Lesson one. This is what you need to know. Lesson two. No, but it's it's, it's a fun way to get to know different countries and learn about the world. Yeah, and they really are interested in going to Australia themselves, I think partly because you were there, but also like they want to go and hug a koala Mm. and they want to go jump with the kangaroos. Yeah, and take a selfie with a quokka. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, seriously. Go to inbetween.org slash episode 31 because it's going to be hard to spell what a, a, a quokka. We'll have to get a link <laughs> and the right spelling. But literally, this is an animal that likes taking selfies. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, no, seriously. So oh, my goodness. Go to the site. And this we'll, will make yeah. you, if you were having it's a amazing. bad day. Just look up. Yeah. You need to go <laughs> and um, look this up. And I almost feel like if you're having like a bad season in your life, maybe you need to go to this island. <laughs> in Australia, which apparently there's only one island off of Australia that has this. Quokkas. It's pretty amazing. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, 
our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. All right. All right, number three, Christina. <laughs> well, like we were talking about traveling, um, it would be amazing to be able to travel outside your country, uh, be able to get a passport for everyone and to fly somewhere that would be a different language or maybe a different time zone, a different culture. Um, I know that's not always possible because you know, plane tickets are expensive. We do actually have some travel hacks in episode eight that if you want to check out, um, we have flown to many different countries almost for free because we've racked up points and um, all of that. So if you want to find out more, you can look at episode eight. But if you cannot afford, we know that sometimes it's just not possible. Um, you know, I think even getting a passport is like $200 per person. So that may be a little bit out of your budget for now. You can just go even to a different part of your city. Exactly. For example, there's a Greek festival in Nashville coming oh up. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited! And we love Greek food. We, we love do. Greek culture. In fact, Makarios, his name is Greek. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Greek for blessed. Yes, exactly. And for our 25th anniversary, we actually, Christina and I, want to go on a Mediterranean cruise. We want to go to Greece and Italy and just kind of go all... Oh, I didn't know that! 25th? Yes, you knew. <laughs> I know that's 13 that years surprise? from now. I, no, 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 no. We... I know we want to go. I didn't oh, know that it was yes. like the 25th. I was thinking 13 years from now. Oh, yeah, I know that's kind of like, oh, that's really far away. No, I mean, life, we are, are going to celebrate our 12-year anniversary uh, in a couple weeks. So I feel like if the first 12 years go as fast <laughs> as the next 12 years, I mean, we, it's going to feel like we're in Greece in like, you know, next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in 13 years, Makarios is going to be 17 Oh, don't go there. <laughs> the girls are going to be no, in college. No, no not really. Yeah, so it'd be a great time to go for a couple weeks overseas. But, oh, you know, I, I and I bring that up also because when we were saving for our 10th year anniversary, I think we started saving in our seventh year, in our sixth or seventh year. Mm-hmm. And I started putting away, I think, 50 bucks a month. Honestly, just if there's don't I know a lot of times we look at our friends, especially on Instagram, and we're like, oh, look, they're traveling there. I'd love to go. I really want to travel. And then you look at your bank account and you're like, I don't know how we can do that. Mm -hmm. Sign up for credit cards, get points, do this, do that. And, and it's just, you know, even if you can get there for free, you still need to have money to enjoy, (laughs) enjoy the experience. So, so don't neglect (laughs) the idea of, Hey, maybe putting $50 or a hundred dollars away every month over a period of three to five years is Mm -hmm. actually quite a lot of money. And if you set up a bank account, Yep. that you can't even touch, that you don't even have a debit card for, mm-hmm. and you just do an automatic withdrawal from your paycheck into that account, then you just leave it. There you go. And then in five years, you know, set a reminder on your phone, 
in five years, check the account, and you're like, let's go on a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Vacation to learn. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You you go on your vacation. Hey, you you can learn at the beach. That's true. (laughs) That's very, very true. All right, Daniel, what do you think is the next thing that we can do to help our kids um, learn to love the world? Well, one of the ways to learn to love the world, and honestly, we speak English, and English is such a universal language. It's such a... It's, it's kind of the traveler's language, mm-hmm. but to actually learn another language, I mean, there are apps like that that gamify it, like Duolingo, mm-hmm. or, or you can do ones like Rosetta Stone, learning a different language like French or Italian or, hey man, if you want to learn another language, learn Chinese because Mandarin yes learn Mandarin Mm -hmm. because there's so many other dialects of Chinese (laughs) that's why I'm saying Mandarin is the way to go yeah because yeah that's probably going to surpass English pretty soon (laughs) well there's a lot of people there yes exactly (laughs) but they're all learning English too yeah exactly so I just think it was so funny when we were living in Korea actually there was like the whitest guy he was so sweet but like blonde hair blue eyes like very very pale skin but he had learned Korean and it was amazing. Like we would go to a restaurant and there'd be a bunch of Koreans and then there'd be Alex. And uh, I don't know why everyone wanted to talk to me in Korean. I have no idea why. I just have have a friendly face. face, I think they look, (laughs) Oh, look, she looks Asian. We'll talk to her. So they'd be asking me like, you know, what do you want to order? How many people need to have tea and all that? And I'd be like, Ooh, just smiling and nodding. And then Alex beside me, the white guy would be talking in like perfect Korean. Everyone was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, but it was amazing to see, you know, a fact that he did not look Korean on the outside, but, but he was being able to show respect to that culture. It's like it opened so many doors for him Mm -hmm. to be able to have conversations, to make friends, to do very well in business because he took the time to learn somebody else's language. Yeah. And once again, you don't need to grab uh, your old school textbook from high school, your, your, you know, your old French one that you use that you hated and you know i'm actually talking about myself but <laughs> it's up on the very top shelf <laughs> it is you know i kept it but that's not a fun way for kids to engage i mean there no. are so many books these days that give kids uh you know that can really start a conversation about different mm-hmm. languages mm-hmm. adeline has this book um we'll link it into the show notes but it has it's a beautiful hard-covered book and with wonderful drawings sort of cartoonish but really um cute and it teaches her how to say hello in like 60 different languages and then the pictures are made like if they have um you know for example if she's they're talking about french there would be a picture of a little kid saying hello to his mom in front of the eiffel tower or something so it's showing you more of the more than just hello Mm -hmm. just different cultures and so i think that was a wonderful way to even just to learn how to say hello goodbye um where is the bathroom i'm sure that would be you know in your learning That's what I remember. From, from, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oui, oui. <laughs> but that, you know what? Those are like very common things that you can start a conversation with, even if you're in a different country. Probably don't start with where is the bathroom if you want to continue on, because they'll probably tell you and then they don't want to continue. But hello and where is the bathroom are so, so important. When yes. I was in Korea, yes. first time going to Korea, this is before I even really wanted to learn Korean. Mm-hmm. It's about grade eight and nine where I was like, no, I, I'm going to learn Korean. And I tried to be a fob. More on that later. <laughs> but when I was in elementary school, we went and literally I, I knew a few words here and there. My parents spoke to me in Korean and and at home they would always call the bathroom pyonso. 
they would say pyeonso. Okay. And pyeonso. I was like, okay, well, yeah, pyeonso. Every, you know, it's pyeonso. So when I went to Korea, I was like, I, I asked my uncle or even, I, it wasn't even, it was Expo. Remember Expo? When yes, Expo would yes. go, does Expo yeah, even yeah, happen yeah. anymore? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, saving money or something. Right? So, <laughs> so it was Expo, and we were outside, and I remember looking for someone. I was so I was like, "Mom, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna speak to them in Korean." And I was like, "Chogyo uh, Pyeonso Odisseo," and they were like, "Pyeonso." <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? We are outside. Why are you asking for a bathroom? Like a bathroom, not a not a restroom, oh, not a place with like a toilet. Like place to take a shower. Yeah, place to take a shower. Uh, and I was like, oh, na na ojum You know, I was like, I have to pee and I have to go to. Did the- you say that <laughs> I have to pee in the yeah, shower? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking? And I looked at my mom and she was like, oh, huajangshi. And then the guy was like, oh, it's over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes so i love it um so learning how to say where is the restroom yes. bathroom toilet you know in different yes. ways is a really important thing yes <laughs> and also it's okay to make mistakes in yeah, a different language it is because <laughs> i <laughs> in korea uh i'm not korean and i don't speak korean but i tried and i told the taxi driver to please go and die yeah because it sounds really similar it yeah. does it does cuz usually when you leave businesses or a taxi you'll you'll say sugohaseo which is like be blessed be encouraged you know have a great prosperous day why do they make it so close yeah like, so sugohaseo right but then <laughs> but then christina say chuguseo right so sugohaseo chuguseo it sounds never pretty heard, similar i've never heard yeah cuz i don't before. say chuguseo no nobody yeah. says that and you didn't even say like go die you whatever it wasn't a bad way to say you were like can you please go and die now and i said it with a smile <laughs> yeah. and i left the taxi and shut the door yes now if that was your oh last time ever learning korean or speaking korean um I don't know where we would be, but it wasn't, right? So Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I continue. I tried to. I just never said anything remotely similar to that because <laughs> apparently <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, my ego or whatever it is, the subconscious wants to go and tell taxi drivers to please go and die. Precisely. So. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that you can do is you can put maps in your house up. Right, maps of different worlds. Mm-hmm. I was surprised in going going to Australia that Australia is actually the size of the states. Pretty much. Oh, okay. So on Australian map of the world, where is Australia? Are they in the bottom I didn't, right I didn't hand? see a map. I saw a globe, like okay. one of those turning globes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Australia was way bigger than the globe I had when I was a kid. See. I don't know how I don't know the size of it today okay. on modern globes. But okay. Well, we'll have to look at that. So but I just always wonder in a different country, do they put themselves more in the middle? And then they have the other countries, you know, like wrapped around or a little bit more on the left and the right and yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So I just wonder if Australia it definitely was looked, in the yeah. middle. It definitely looked more proportionate. I mean, Africa was like, it was like double, triple the size of the state. I don't know if it is. Okay. But on that globe, it was the biggest Africa I've <laughs> ever seen. No joke. I was like, are you legit? Is this seriously how big Africa is? Maybe. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so and they make North America look so huge on our maps, but is it really? Yeah, and I then know. I was looking at South Africa, and there's a country that is completely within South Africa, like another country, and it's like a mountainous country. What? And it said something about a kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking it up on Wikipedia, and then I was like, oh, "Is that Wakanda?" 
<laughs> from uh you know black panther black panther oh my goodness yes. it's it's not but okay <laughs> when i read it read about it on wikipedia i was like oh, it could be it could be black panther <laughs> But, you know, we're having fun, right? And yes. maybe you're from South Africa or maybe you're from that country and you're completely offended. But, hey, part of this is having fun in your house and, and yes. exploring and saying, hey, I had no idea there was a landlocked country in South Africa. No, I, didn't. I had no idea Africa was this big. You know why, kids? Because the maps we had when we were kids put Canada and the U.S. right in the middle, and uh -huh. it was the biggest. Right. And then you could lead into those conversations. Completely. Um, and we use, we have like a huge map in our playroom. Um, I'll have to look how big Australia is. I don't actually know. But we also uh, have a, an atlas, like a children's atlas, where they can go and find different facts about uh, the world. And as well, we have, I love this. We'll link it to our show notes, too. Um, they have a flag coloring book from Usborn. And so they have um, like you just normal coloring book, black and white. And then we go and look up the flag colors of that country on our world map. Or you can look it up on Wikipedia or whatnot. And then we color that country's uh, flag, that color as well. There's little, you That's know, awesome. that little tidbits and whatnot. And our kids actually, speaking of Usborn, we had bought them a world puzzle, but 300 pieces. And um, they have, it's really, really cute because, you know, for North America, whatever, on Canada, they put like a little beaver and a little Canadian flag. In America, they have like the Statue of Liberty mm. and all these different things that sort of um, like landmarks or different things that represent the country. And uh, they just put the puzzle together. And so they're able to see like, okay, where's this country in the world? Oh, this is by the Atlantic Ocean. This is by the Pacific Ocean. And they're just learning the world that way in a textile manner. That's so cool. It's interesting. We, having grown up in, in North America mm -hmm. and lived predominantly, other than a couple years, in North America... You kind of think, hey, where do North Americans travel? You know, what do we think the world is and where mm -hmm. do we want to go? And a lot of times you hear about going down to Mexico a lot, right? Yeah. Or going over to Europe or going to Australia. Hawaii. But recently, exactly Hawaii. But when I was in Australia and I was talking to them, I was like, hey, so have you, have you ever been to the States or have you ever been to Canada? And so many people were like, no, because why would I want to go there? It just seems like it would be the same thing as Australia. And I was like, so where do you go to vacation? Like, have you been to the rock formations right in the middle of Australia? Like, I mean, you know, you kind of right. look at these things when you think Australia, what do I want to do? Or the Great uh -huh. Barrier Reef? Or, and they're like, no, we don't actually. A lot of people were like, we don't actually travel around Australia. I was like, where oh. do you go then? Oh, we go to Thailand or we go to Bora Bora or we go to, <laughs> you know, you go to these. Or a lot of them actually went to Fiji. Oh. And I was like, did you go see the aquifers where Fiji water comes from <laughs> and they're the like six dollar yeah, water exactly. and they're like mm, no <laughs> right so You're they go there and, and they go to New Zealand and go see Hobbiton oh that's cool right and a lot of them actually rent trailers like rent campers and will drive around New Zealand because it's so gorgeous there so when you get into this right and you mm -hmm. and you kind of soak yourself in and, and and talk about other countries and learn about other countries it's just so amazing to just realize hey we are not in the center of the world i love that mm -hmm. yeah we are not in the center of the universe nor should we be yeah right and i love that even being able to teach our kids that this life 
is not just in our house and in our neighborhood and in our city. Like there is, it always blows their mind, right? Like thinking, hey, when we are awake, there are other people sleeping around the world. And when they are awake, we are sleeping. Yeah. So even helping them understand that concept, like the world is still going on. There are still stories happening. There are still journeys happening in other people's lives, even while we're sleeping. Yeah. Raising kids who change the world. If you're still listening, I'm sure you agree with that, that you want to raise kids who change the world. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, I mean, <laughs> you know, you would have stopped the podcast by now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, Forget this. Yeah. Go to Travel Hacks. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, honestly, raising kids who change the world, one of our most important responsibilities as parents is to make sure that our kids don't grow up being concerned with first world problems, mm -hmm. dealing with entitlement, right. and doing the things that we talked about in this episode, even if it's one or two, are going to help your kids understand that we are not in the center of the world, mm -hmm. right? that the world does not revolve around them. There's actually a pastor friend I have when his kids were teenagers, when, mm -hmm. when his girls were teenagers, and, and he noticed that they were getting into a lot of materialism and entitlement and just apathy. And they're just kind of getting that teenage North American bug. Yes, exactly. Uh, he brought Name them brands down, and all of that. Exactly. He brought them down to Mexico. Hmm. And I, I, I don't even think it was for a mission trip. He just went down to Mexico with them and didn't stay at the resort. Hmm. but he drove around neighborhoods in Mexico and he was like, girls, this is how the majority of the world is. Yeah, completely. The fact that you live in a gated community, the fact that you live in a place where you can, even if you don't have enough money for meals, you can find meals, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and going on and on and on. So on the one hand, you can tell your kids that, but for him, he really had to show them to snap them out of this kind of the enthrallment of entitlement and the first world problems that we deal yes, with here. Yes, yes. And spending our money on things that do not have, you know, eternal purpose or eternal meaning. I think that's something like, I know we talked about this before too, Daniel, that uh, that is something that we really want to instill into our kids. And we would eventually love to um, be able to go visit our sponsor children yeah. um, in their countries and be able to meet them. And um, if you hadn't heard before, we talked about it in previous podcasts, both our girls sponsor a compassion child. Yeah. And even at dinner today, when we were talking about, hey, what countries would you guys love to visit? Victoria was like, oh, I'd love to go to the Philippines. And I was like, why do you want to go to the Philippines? And they were like, to go see my to go see my sponsor kid. Yeah. Because 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 her birthday's on the 25th and my birthday's on the 26th and we could celebrate together. Yeah, it was so <laughs> cute. And they've written them birthday cards and Christmas cards and all of that. And so just being able to even write back and forth and ask questions about each other's country. Like, do you have snow in your country? What do you do for fun? Um, What do you have to do for school? Where do you go on vacation? What do you do in the summer? And being able to sort of have a pen pal that way, mm -hmm. but also to make an impact in their lives. That it's with the money that we are supporting them is not just helping that girl go to school. It is helping her family be able to put food on the table. Yeah. So tonight for dinner or tomorrow or this weekend, we want to challenge you to go to a restaurant that you've never been been before mm -hmm. to another or even if you have a favorite Indian restaurant or a Korean restaurant right. or, you know, any other restaurant uh, that's not your ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go there, take a picture of yourself, your family, please tag us 
at in between show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We would love to see you living this out. Uh, we'll make sure to do that too. Mm-hmm. We'll actually post a picture of that puzzle as well yes. that the kids just finished. Right. But next week on episode 32, you are not going to want to miss this. Yes, we had the amazing privilege to be able to interview Christy Wright. Um, She is the founder and creator of Business Boutique, and her business has been so, so generous to us. We have a huge, huge giveaway happening um, for next week, and we will announce it on our podcast episode. So if you're not yet subscribed to our podcast, be sure to do that because you're not going to want to miss this giveaway. And we've had friends and other listeners who are a few episodes behind and and they finally catch up. Even the Strengths Finder one that we did. Yeah, they finally was like, catch oh, up. I and wish like, I was oh, listening. I missed it. <laughs> yeah. So if you have friends who if you have a friend who runs a business, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about running your own business or your kids are getting to the age where you're like, hey, I have a little bit more free time. I want to do something on the side. I don't necessarily want to be tied down to working at the grocery store mm-hmm. or, or working at another place. A nine I, to five. Yeah, exactly. I need some flexibility. I want to maybe I want to start my own business, or maybe you have your own business and you kind of want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Christy Wright is going to be sharing great points of advice there. There's going to be a huge giveaway. So tell your friends about the podcast, mm-hmm. especially next week's. And man, thank you for your time. We know your time's valuable, and thank you for tuning in and being a part of our lives and the podcast like this. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll see you next time.